Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I just don't give, give, give a- All right, welcome back. To another installment of the Finish Line Podcast, your favorite shop for unedited, unfiltered, and disrespectful sports talk. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, <laughs> uh, we're back with our first full-length episode, really detailing the NBA season as it has started. Um, and we have uh, probably our most special guest thus far. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Brandon Robinson, Scoop a.k.a. Scoop B. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scoop B. Um, you've, he's pretty much, he's a very important man. Um, he's been on ESPN Radio, MSNBC, NBA 2K. Um, so definitely. You name it. Hey, Scoop, I'm trying to get on with you. <laughs> man, I'm still trying to get on myself. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right, but we're just going to get into the show, man. Uh, we'll have um, the NFL segment of our show coming up a little later. Uh, but we're really about to tackle the NBA season since it is um, in full swing. I remember back in June. We sat down and we said, man, right after, when did Paul George get traded? Paul, he got traded in July, July. Right? July. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm ready for the NBA, and we're nice. here. So, uh, Wanya, get us going. What's going on, Scoop? Um, first little question I have for you. I know I've, you know, I've been following you on Twitter for a while, um, and I you know, want to preface this by saying I love your work, um, love your tweets and everything. Um, I want to start by saying, you know, I know you spent a lot of time in L.A., especially during the start of the season. Did how did and I know this is a very common question. How did you notice the culture change in New York? I mean, in LA, when the Clippers landed Kawhi PG and became a real title contender? Well, I think that the Clippers were a title contender last year. I think they were just missing those two pieces. I think yeah. much was given uh, in, in the off season, whether it was the trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder that brought Paul George to. Um, Los Angeles, as well as obviously July 6th, also uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, really and truly last season, Clippers' best player uh, was coming off the bench, Lou Williams. And, um, yeah, facts. You know, That's you, look at, you look at their roster, um, what, what's impressed me about that team is is not so much Kawhi the scorer and the Kawhi the defender that we knew he was, but really and truly in my time spent in L.A. Uh, last week, what impressed me most was Kawhi the facilitator. I mean, I was looking at 
some stats today um, where it said like how many assists he had in the first couple games of the season. First two games against the Lakers and then against the uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors. And <clears throat> I mean, I, I think that you know, being here on the East Coast, you see the Nets always being the Knicks' little brother, and comparatively. Uh, I've learned over the last few years that it's the same complex in Los Angeles. Uh, the only difference is the Clippers and the Lakers share the same building. Uh, with all that being said, um, if I could encapsulate this moment into a song, it would be that song by Eminem. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a new era there in that in that sense, but you know it's still a Lakers talent. And I think the difference in all of this is the fact that the Lakers have had a blueprint for some time. It started when, you know, they brought LeBron into Los Angeles and, you know, they were, you know, actively looking for some sidekicks. Uh, Anthony Davis was always in their game plan and, you know, they, they weren't able to get someone in Kawhi or, or in Kevin Durant for various reasons. But uh, what I can share with you is it's, it's a, it is a, a stealth rivalry that that's going to continue all season, man. It, like really Lakers and Clipper fans have been going back and forth. Uh, it, it really was like an interesting case study just watching it in Los Angeles last week. And it's an exciting time in the NBA. Hey, Scoo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a piggyback off that real quick. So in terms of watching that game last week where the Lakers and the Clippers kicked off the season um, in Staples Center, do you, what do you feel what is your, what's your first initial? We've been like three games in. What's your initial take on the Lakers roster? Because I feel like me personally, I feel like they spent a lot of time, you know, trying to clear that cap space, going after <clears throat> going after Kawhi, and I think it kind of they kind of shot themselves in the foot in terms of the lack of depth that they may or may not have to some people. I feel like they're not as deep yeah. as they could be. Um, so what, what do you what do you think? What's your initial take about the Lakers roster? I think the Clippers are who we thought they were, but what do you think about the Lakers and their roster? Okay, you get on your. We are who we thought they were. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question about the Lakers, yeah, I do think that they spent a lot of time um, and just you know during the off season when Kawhi was a conversation, uh, you know there, there was talk that from from on my end what I was hearing was that there was talking you know. Don't say too much. Be quiet. The, the biggest thing was Kawhi was looking for clarity, uh, particularly because that was a team that he was interested in going to when he was still a member of the San Antonio Spurs. And so when he was having conversation with Magic Johnson last summer, a lot of that conversation was dating back to why Greg Popovich and the Spurs were unwilling to ship Kawhi Leonard um, to the Lakers and, and potential trade opportunities. If you go back in my track record as far back as the summer of 2018, when LeBron James did come, lead, preceding that was conversation uh, and the Lakers trying to make moves to get Kawhi Leonard. And, and there was even talk with the Philadelphia 76ers. He has a relationship with Brett Brown uh, and, and there was no dice. Uh, and and I'll even go back and say that there was conversation with Paul George wanting to join the Los Angeles Lakers, um, and, and basically in the 25th hour, I'll say um, he kind of withdrew those conversations and 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 went elsewhere. Um, so these were Los Angeles conversations dating back into the summer of 2018 that kind of did not uh, bear fruit. Obviously, Paul George being a native of Palmdale, California, which is in the Valley. Um, it's still in Los Angeles County, of course, but uh, those conversations were not, you know, just just spatial conversations. So now, in 2019, you look at the the, the Lakers and where they are. Uh, they're not necessarily 
maybe the, the as 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 um, impressive to people as the Clippers are because the Clippers defensively is what impresses me most. I mean, they went toe to toe with the Golden State Warriors uh, in, in the playoffs last season. This is pre Kevin Durant getting hurt in the playoffs. I mean, he, he was hurt at points, but you know, this was Patrick Beverly and 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 Kevin Durant going back and forth, and so. When you look at the Lakers roster at large, I think one thing that gets lost in, in many translations, I don't care if it's Alta Vista translations or Google translations, is this. Kyle Kuzma's not playing. Facts. Still yeah. hasn't played. I realize the value of that. Um, Kyle Kuzma literally is the third wheel in the triumvirate that is the Los Angeles Lakers uh, star power. Uh, yeah, everybody's talking about LeBron and his man weave and Anthony Davis telling him to put, <laughs> put, your, put your weave back together. But, you know, really and truly, you got a Kyle Kuzma who's hurt. You got a Rajon Rondo who's hurt. Um, and it's so crazy watching these games and seeing them in these elevated high chairs, these grown-ass men sitting in high chairs. You see those race seats that those guys have? Yo, niggas is mad tall already. <laughs> like, come on, son. Cass is tall every day, B. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, though, like, I think the Lakers are still a work in progress. And what, di- what how the Lakers differ from the Clippers is this. The Clippers have had that camaraderie. They're a year ahead. You know, and, and, and you know, the Lakers are, are still figuring out a brand new roster. But, you know, it reminds me of that that line in Hovey Baby by Jay-Z. I'm so far ahead of my time. I'm about to start another life. Look behind you. I'm about to pass you twice. Man. Go ahead, AZ. <laughs> yeah. Yo, see, it's that BK Burrow, man. I'll end this, this statement with this this statement. I think, you know, Danny Green has has played with heart, man, in the last in the first couple games. Uh, I, I think Kyle Kuzma coming back is going to be time. It's going to be an adjustment. Um, LeBron James, you know what he can bring to the table, but you know, really, truly, I, I do think that the Lakers are figuring things out in season, and then they have a coaching issue. It's Vogel in or is he out? True, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last, last that that is a true statement. Last question, that last Lakers question for you, Scoop. I, I when I started following you is because I saw a tweet of yours reporting that um, the Lakers would land. They already had LeBron at this point. I think this was last summer. They would land Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. What are your thoughts as far as why that didn't happen, um, and what kind of made you report that? If you can give us that scoop, um, no pun intended, as to why you thought it was going to happen. <laughs> well, I, I commend you because you're probably the first person to ask me that question. Um, as far as Anthony Davis, I, I did have that in October of last year. Um, the person who shared that information with me about Kevin Durant uh, was also, I'll say, an intel guy. Uh, who shared some information with another one of my colleagues about Space Jam. And it was so detailed um, that the person who broke the story uh, actually had to consult with a lawyer. Uh, and it's a, per- a person who's pretty high up. I won't put their name out there. But basically, they had to write the story uh, a certain way so that legally uh, it wouldn't jam them up. To directly answer your question about Kevin Durant, um, I'll say that it was a learning lesson on the word confirmed to be very transparent with you. Um, I think that, or I do know that people have the right to change their mind. I don't regret putting it out there because the way that it was phrased to me, um, there were some other factors that were going on, like conversations and meetings that uh, Kevin Durant had with Kyle Kuzma, as well as LeBron James. Uh, What I can also add uh, is that um, 
Kevin Durant and Stephen A. Smith have had a lot of backing force. Um, and what I found out later, one speculation is he may have done it to make Stephen A. look wrong. You know, you know, they have an, they have a, uh, a, a, a interview that's supposed to be released sometime this week on ESPN Plus. Um, what I'll also add is this. I started to get the sense that Kevin Durant was changing his mind when I spent some time with he and Kyrie Irving at a Jordan party in February uh, in Charlotte. Uh, it was a Jordan party during All-Star Weekend, and those guys were inseparable. The conversations, the jokes, uh, just the camaraderie, they were acting like I, I know I know their friends on both sides. They're, rather, you know, I know K, who KD's yeah. friends are outside of basketball. I know Kyrie Irving's friends are outside of basketball. But those two acted like they had known each other all their life. And I had gotten the sense in spending time with them and having actual conversation at a Jordan party that these two were a package deal. And as the season went on, um, you know, you saw that weekend during All-Star Weekend, that video came out about the two contracts, the two max contracts. And, you know, that offseason, the Nets made moves. They moved Alan Crabb to get uh, to make space to get two max guys. Um, I had known that Kyrie Irving was joining the Brooklyn Nets since February, if you go back to my reporting. Um, and so, again, the word confirmed um, heightened a lot of people. If I could do it all over again, I would still do it the same. But I do know that the Los Angeles Lakers was a team of interest for Kevin Durant. I was wrong, but I ended up getting it right based upon my time and my experience with those guys at that party during Charlotte and just conversations that I was having with people throughout the season about that. And, you know, if people want to talk about the fact that I had it wrong, you can match all the things I had right. You know, I, I had a lot of things that were correct. And uh, I live with that. Right, because we, we, we stand our ground around here. Yo, can you imagine a team with Durant, uh, LeBron James? And that's exactly why it ain't happening. And, and, and <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> why it ain't happening. That would have been too dangerous. But, yeah. uh, Scoop, it's your boy Famous here, man. Um, I had a quick question for you. So, uh, seeing as how uh, Kawhi Leonard came in and Thanos snapped the entire league back to uh, to to you know to have everybody equal, pretty yeah. much. Um, what team in the Western Conference do you think that didn't make the playoffs last year that will make it this year? And what record do you think they might have? Damn, I mean, that's hey. question. <laughs> no, that's that, man. You listen, man. You about to take some people's jobs. You asking good questions. Hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's what I'm trying you to do. Hey, yeah. you already tell, snow. Tell them about us. Hey, we here, man. <laughs> we here. I'll be honest with you. I like New Orleans Pelicans. Mmm. Yeah. Even with Zion out. What you say? Even with Zion out. Yes, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Josh Hart and JJ Reddick all have something to prove. Obviously, their old teams didn't want them. Yeah. Back then, they didn't want them. Now they hot. They all on them. <laughs> back, <laughs> back. I look. I look at opening night as a, as a as a case study. I mean, they went toe to toe with with the world champions Toronto Raptors. They lost and went to overtime. Um, and that game was more impressive than to, and to me than the Clippers Lakers game. Um. Obviously, the, the, the Toronto Raptors were without Kawhi Leonard, uh, who, who had other plans in Los Angeles. But, um, you know, you look at that team, they were still playing against a, a, an all-star in Kyle Lowry, Van Fleet, um, and Siakam, who just got paid. Um, and I think that Siakam really showed his hand and, you know, he fouled out in that game. Maybe that game would have had an, a, a different, would have had an alternate inning and maybe wouldn't have went to overtime had he not fouled out. But 
You know, those guys had heart. Brandon Ingram had heart. Uh, uh, Lonzo Ball was clicking on all cylinders, particularly in, in, in an offense where he was able to play free. Um, Drew Holiday, to me, you know, it was almost like last year was a redshirt year because, you know, the Pelicans were just so bad with Anthony Davis winning the lead and some of those other things. So when you ask me that, even, yes, without Zion Williamson, um, I, I like Zion Williamson, uh, but I have gone into the season on record saying that, you know, I, I like R.J. Barrett. Uh, I, I think that, no, no, not comparing the two, but I, I think that R.J. Barrett has more of a free reign with the Knicks um, to, to, yeah. to play his game and, and then and then Zion Williamson does having to share the basketball with the aforementioned guys, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and, and J.J. Redick. So, when I look at when I look at Zion Williamson, uh, I, I think it's too early to really to really decide on what type of player he's going to be. But I, I I don't understand the LeBron James comparisons. I I personally see more of a um, a Blake Griffin or or a Julius Randle than I do a LeBron James. Um, and I, and I think his his size and his weight has people having different expectations as far as what position will we play? Will we play the two? Will we play the four? Will we play the three? Um, so I like that, that, that Pelicans team as an eight, as a potential AC. Word up. Hey, Scoop. So, um, this is your boy AZ. Speaking of, uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Here we go. It's, it's a Brooklyn boy. Yeah, man. Listen, we, we've been talking about the West coast for a long time, right? These boys, they, they were hating on your boy. Uh, for ranking the Knicks so high, right? I got him as an eighth seed, right? Now, I know that's kind of pie in the sky, but just give me some insight as a native New Yorker. Like, where do you see the Knicks going this year? Like, is there hope in the future? Is, is it close? Is it, you know, near or, or more than far? Like, what's good? I've gone on record and said, you know, that I, I can see the New York Knicks winning 35 to 40 games this year. Um, I, I think, you know, it's you should get excited off of the, the Knicks beating the Chicago Bulls last night. Right? <laughs> Um, but, but but this is what I will say. Um, I talked to Bobby Portis uh, in the offseason just about his expectations. He told me he expects to be, you know, the sixth man of the year. Um, and, and he likes, you know, Alonzo Trier. He likes R.J. Barrett. He likes some of those other things. To directly answer your question about or, or, or to kind of um, piggyback off of your statement about Julius Randle, I do think Julius Randle can be an NBA All-Star easily. I've always said that he is a blue collar DeMarcus Cousins. He's every he's what a healthy DeMarcus Cousins is supposed to be. And I think that everybody in that Knicks system, like the Los Angeles Lakers, has to find a way to gel because that Knicks team is pretty much a new team, just like the Lakers are a new team. You have shells of last season, but you know, you the, the Knicks, you've added some pieces. You've added Josh Randall, you've added Bobby Portis, you've you've added um RJ Barrett. Uh, I'm impressed with Mitchell Robinson. I think he's a double double threat every night. But the thing that I, that criticism that I have for the Knicks is, you know, everybody talks about the fact that they didn't get KD and Kyrie. I can tell you for a fact they were never getting Kyrie. But what I can tell you is, I like that team. They just have so many guys on that roster that play the same yeah, dang offense. Yeah. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, we got like seven power forwards, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you even added what's the name from Brooklyn that played for the Timberwolves last season. Um, Former Bull, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Taj Gibson. Yeah, you add Taj Gibson. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you have Frankie Nilakina at point guard who had a good, you know, summer basketball play, but he's, but he's, but he's competing for for roster minutes with 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 Dennis Smith Jr. You know, like you have so many guys that can play the same position. Really and truly, I really do think that R.J. Barrett should be running that offense the way LeBron is playing point guard in, in, in L.A. 
you know, and, and, and run it through him. One of the things that was impressive about, you know, RJ Barrett during the summer league was the last two games where he was just free to do him. You know, right. I like Kevin Knox in year two. You know, I, I like the fire that Kevin Knox had. I talked to him about a month ago and he told me how, you know, everybody talks about it being in a New York town or rather a, a Nets town. Now it's still the Knicks. And, you know, he's pissed because he really thought number one, that those guys were coming to the Knicks, but number two, he has, I guess, uh, motivation to come out and do what he's supposed to do because, the Knicks have just been struggling for the last, well, more than the last few years, but they've been struggling. And yeah. um, I do think that thinks the Knicks can win 35 to 40 games this season. Word up. Facts. Appreciate you, man. Scoop, I'm going to segue back out west real quick. So I think in 2039, we're going to be watching our hologram TVs. <laughs> and what? E- and ESPN and, 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 and is going to have a 30 for 30 <laughs> on about the Warriors dynasty from 2014 until 19, right? And I feel like a lot of people think that the dynasty is over, and it may very well be. But I think the Warriors are going to be the team that I follow the most close this season um, in terms of a team I'm not a fan of because I'm just I'm very intrigued about the roster makeup and, you know, what Steph has to do and what D'Lo has to do and Draymond and, and Willie Cauley-Stein and will Kevon Looney do anything? I don't know. And people have questions about Steve's Kerr coaching. So what are your thoughts on – what the Warriors are or are not and what is their ceiling and what's their basement? Well, it's interesting because, you know, much has been made about Kevin Durant leaving and, you know, Clay Thompson being hurt probably for the rest of the season. And the first thoughts that come to mind is Steve Kerr now knows what it feels like to be Mark Jackson. Talk to a scoop. Second thought is Steph Curry now knows what it's like to be LeBron James and carry a team. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it ain't coming easy no more. Yo, man, yeah, listen. <laughs> but but here's the last thing. There's still three All Stars on that team, so I don't feel that sorry for either one of them. <laughs> that's yeah, true. that's true. That's really especially that's Steve Curry, man. Because because the only difference between this year and last year is this. The Lakers got better, and so did the Clippers. And the Portland Trailblazers added Hassan Whiteside. And the Utah Jazz added Mike Conley Jr. And <laughs> you got them young guys in the in the Pelicans who who Scoop are young and and, and 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 competitive. And the Phoenix Suns are better than many people thought they'd be. Yeah, that's Mavericks so, look good. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are too. Like. People just look at the Lakers and the Clippers and just think that I'm glad we can have this open conversation because I think what's different this year than maybe the last three, four years is we really don't know who's going to the finals. Facts, facts. Really really, we really don't, to yeah. be honest. You got your favorites, but that's about it. Right. I, I mean, when you look at Houston, I mean, people were just writing, wrestling, and, and harding off. But P.J. Tucker was still shooting his ass off. Right. Yeah. Wide open because yeah. they got to guard Russ, James Russ, and Russ. Russ still damn near getting a triple double every night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just think you, you asked me a question. I, I, oh, you asked me about the Warriors. I, I, think <laughs> that, I think the Western Conference is just that more competitive. But I think the other thing is this: I, I, I gave you two scenarios. I talked about Steve Kerr knowing what it's like to be Mark Jackson and Steph knowing what it's like to be LeBron. Um, the other thing is. 
the Warriors revolutionized the game of basketball as it relates to small ball. These young kids on the playground don't play defense. These big guys want to take jumpers. And I kind of think that we have kind of shifted back to big men uh, started to make some noise. I mean, you've got Joel Embiid shimmy shaking. Uh, you, you, you've got, you know, you, you've got Taco Fall being a conversation. Uh, Joe Pitch, Joe Pitch, Cat. Yeah, I mean, I really just think this is an enjoyable brand of basketball right now because, like I said, you don't know. Um, but I also think that when you look at the Warriors, I don't really think we really are appreciating what they did until Kevin Durant left and Klay Thompson got hurt. I mean, when you look at Steph Curry, when you talk about looking in 2039, one thing that I find daunting is this. I think that people slight Steph Curry the same way that people slighted. Let me let me start this from the beginning. People slight Steph Curry in a Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving era the same way that people slighted Tim Duncan when everybody wanted to watch Allen Iverson cross over everybody. And I don't think people are going to appreciate Steph Curry until he retires. Mark my words. Yeah, that's real. I, I feel like yeah. Steph does get a lot of like he just gets a lot of BS for no reason. It's just like, bro, like people they don't want to give him his roses while he's here. Like I'll hear a lot of yellow. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's like, people, yo, it's like exactly I've seen it. this on Twitter. The rhetoric around Steph Curry, people want to you know dog him because he doesn't have a Finals MVP. But like I'm like okay, he's a he's the greatest shooter of all time. So like the greatest shooter right. I've ever I could seen. care less if he ever gets the finals. MVP. <laughs> but Scoop, we gonna get you out of here on this last question, Wanye. Take it to him. All right, Scoop. Heading heading back to the East. You know, a lot of people think the Eastern Conference is essentially a, a two team race with Best. the Sixers and the Bucks. And I'm a big Sixers fan. Do you think there is? Do you think that is true that there is a two team race? And if you do. Who do you think out of the two teams, out of the Bucks and the Sixers, are going to come out the East eventually? That's a good question. Um, and I don't like giving predictions anymore because people hold me to it to the letter. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq, Shaq put, I was with Shaq last week, and Shaq and, and, and I talked to Scoop Jackson on my podcast, Scoopy Radio, recently. And they put me on game with that not giving predictions anymore. I don't like giving predictions anymore, but this is what I'll say about Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I got a chance to check them out a couple weeks ago when I was in Orlando. Um, and I was really impressed with uh, the combination of Al Horford, Ben Simmons, jo- Joel Embiid, and also Josh Richardson. And I actually spoke to Josh Richardson after that game. And I told him, I said, man, you got a great opportunity to really shine and, and carve out your own niche. Uh, when you look at that Miami Heat team that he played on the previous year, um, you know, you, you could see his defensive promise. Um, and when you look at that, that, that this Philadelphia 76ers team, um, and I, I didn't mention Tobias Harris, uh, what he means to that team. Tobias Harris was the guy that when Elton Brand made that trade was screaming, scared money don't make no money. And he is supposed to be the replacement for Jimmy Butler. I don't think he replaces what Jimmy does from a leadership standpoint, from a scoring perspective, maybe. Uh, but the combination of, of Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, definitely um, it, it takes two people to make one guy in Jimmy Butler. Um, but what I will say is I like Al Horford because I think Al Horford is the Joel Embiid whisperer. 
Right. When you look at the playoffs last season after the Sixers were eliminated by the Toronto Raptors off of a crazy shot that Kawhi Leonard made it just the, 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 the talented Toronto Raptors uh, team that they were, you could tell that Joel was hurt and he's doing everything he can to get the Sixers to the next level. And while everybody thinks that it's just a Ben Simmons jump shot away, don't hold your breath. I think that they have a good chemistry that is not dependent upon just one player. On the other side, I like the Milwaukee Bucks because even though they lost Malcolm Brogdon, who ended up joining the, the uh, Indiana Pacers, I am a fan of Robin Lopez, twin brother of Brooke Lopez. While they did lose a scorer, Malcolm Brogdon, I do think defensively the, the Milwaukee Bucks got a heck of a lot better. And I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo is not a fluke. And I think that it is – there are two great competitive teams – on that roster or the, in that Eastern Conference, but there is something um, about the Eastern Conference that I don't think it's just a two-team race. Um, I don't want to go out on the limb and say Brooklyn, but I do like Brooklyn. Wow! Um, in year one, I do. I feel like we're, I feel like we're being robbed, low key, of not having Kyrie and KD right now because it's the the the, the league and the conference right now is prime. For that duo, yeah, they're prime for that duo. But just because, but but here's the other thing: just because KD comes back, that's not a lock either. Because I think that Brooklyn is still missing something, even when he comes back. I like Jared Allen. I like Joe Harris. I like the fact that Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving are teaming up again. Uh, but I, I think that when I look at that that Brooklyn Nets team right now. At times, it, it looks like they're just standing around watching them p- dribble around. I like Karis LeVert a lot. If you look at Karis LeVert last season, he, before he got hurt, he was on his way to making an all-star appearance, either voted in or, or, or at least a reserve. Um, and it's still very early in the season, and, and I like what I have seen so far. But um, I, I think that people are trying to sabotage Kyrie on the low with the report that came out today about his mood swings and some of the other stuff. But um, I, I really do like the two teams that I mentioned in the, in the Bucks and, and the Sixers, but I still don't think that the Eastern Conference is, is locked away. I don't think it like like Philly is great, Milwaukee's great, uh, but you look at a team like Indiana. I'm not to call them a champion, but they still find a way to get through it every year with Victor Oladipo back. You know what can happen there? Like I just don't think it's a lot. Facts, facts. Well, I think I speak for us all where I say this is probably the most I've been excited, the most excited I've been for an NBA season in a very, very long time. Um, Scoop, once again, man, we really, truly appreciate you absolutely, um, spending absolutely, some time yes, with sir, some North Carolina boys and, and a, a North a, a Brooklyn boy yeah. turned North Carolina, Brooklyn North kid. Carolinian. Uh, Boy, that sounds like Michael Jordan. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> That's right, but you're not the goat. So whatever, man. Hey, Uh, it's in me, man. We definitely hope to have you back on the show um, sometime soon, man. Gentlemen, thank you for the opportunity. I hope I didn't talk you to death, my brothers. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your night. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.